Every four years it happens. Stress elevates, commercials pound the TV screens, signs go up in yards, people try to predict the future, and usually end up being way off. That's right, it's election time. So what's this mean for your money and your retirement? That's coming up right now. Are you ready? It's the On The Money Podcast with Jerry and Nick Royer. Authors, radio show hosts, TV personalities, retirement wealth coaches. On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer starts right now. Hi, everyone. Welcome, and thanks for joining us again for another episode of the On The Money of Jerry and Nick Royer podcast. Nick Royer here alongside Jerry Royer, my father and registered financial consultant. Dad, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great as we head off for our 92nd podcast. I'll tell you, you know, at, at what point do you keep, it's like the same topics. Well, I can't seems, wait to get to still, 100. We find yeah. a different way of explaining it because there's always something happening, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we've had like uh, eight or nine podcasts talking about taxes and back, you know, when we first started talking about taxes going up, now it's almost becoming a reality with all this stimulus spending that uh, taxes will likely go up. So what we were talking about years ago is now starting to come to fruition, which isn't a good thing, but at least we knew enough to talk about it back then. And now it's starting to happen again. So, and here we go again, right? I mean, we've got another election. Yeah. And you know, I've gone through 13 elections in my lifetime, 13 different presidents, and everyone goes into office promising the whole world. And you know what? It stays about the same. Uh, Well, I mean, because, and we'll get into this, (laughs) a president is one of three parts. Yeah. It's really hard to pass other things. You got to pass through the House, you got to pass through the Senate. So it's not a dictatorship. I'll mention that again, uh, you know, as we go. But, um, you know, and, and Dad, you mentioned that we have over 92 podcasts now. So uh, we're going to get into the show here, but don't forget, we have lots of other topics. Uh, you know, you, you can go to Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify. You just search for On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer, and uh, and you'll see it right there, and you can subscribe right there for free. Um, you can also go to our website, and uh, there's going to be a free report uh, that we're going to provide. It's called, Will the Election Rattle Your Retirement? It's a, it's a report that we put together. And you can download that for free. All you do is you go to onthemoneyshow.com. And when you go there, you search for podcast number 92 called Will the Election Rattle Your Retirement? You'll see where you can actually download immediately this white paper for, uh, for your uh, use. Um, we're going to talk about a few of these topics here today, um, but there's a lot more in there as well. So, But again, every four years, Dad, we deal with this. You know, it's, it, it, we, in that question, we get asked all the time is, uh, you know, on the radio show is, how's the election going to affect the investment markets? You know, how's it going to affect me? We don't have a crystal ball. There's no way of knowing. You can remember if we go back, you know, a few years ago, 2016 seems like just yesterday. But I can remember turning on and listening to Britt Hume and these people say, oh, my gosh, the market's going to crash. It's going to be awful. It didn't happen. Yeah. So, you know, you just got to take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Politicians winning and losing elections isn't going to have a whole lot of bearing, and we're going to get into that uh, here in a little bit, going all the way back to, what, 2000 and, or no, 1900s. I even have a chart going back to 1800s that we'll get into. And you think about this, you mentioned crystal ball. Did anybody have a crystal ball that COVID-19 was going to happen and how that was going to affect the markets? Um, You know, the thing is, is we now have bounced back from that, the question is, will that la- that bounce back last? And 
a lot of times news drives markets. If we heard all that news about COVID when it happened, everybody was fearful they'd all die. And um, if we've learned about something, the news is unpredictable. When all this stuff came out about COVID-19, it, it created unpredictability. So the, and it, the news typically drives the markets. Mm -hmm. So if the news is unpredictable and the news drives the markets, then the markets are unpredictable. Here's what that means, okay? We have to create a financial plan and we have to create retirement plans and invest in ways that can survive in both good and sour markets because the markets are unpredictable. We just know that it doesn't go up in a straight line. And we have some other tips uh, that we'll share with you during the podcast today. But, um, you know, like you said, Dad, I mean, people in 2016 were kind of going, uh, you know, they were thinking the market was going to crash. Yeah, we know that both sides of the aisle have completely different views on how to run the country. Democrats got their ideas. Republicans have their ideas. But changes to policy and the effect those uh, policies have on our economy may take years for it to make a difference in our life. It ain't going to happen November 3rd. We have an election November 4th. Everything changes. Right. <laughs> you might have some uncertainty that gyrates the markets, but nothing would have effectively happened. And, you know, and, and you have the expectation that things could happen. And what I was going to say, uh, you know, on, on top of that, when I was saying about some facts, is we usually see volatility in uh, the market go up during election year just because of the uncertainty. Add to that a fact that we already had an elevated, you know, volatility because of COVID, and it's been just a crazy year. And, you know, that leads to one thing. I know you and I talk about what this leads to, and it leads to generally more emotions. You bet. When we send, tend to see people trying to time the market because of these uncertainties. A lot of folks are going to cash. And I got to tell you, cash is just a, a successful, safe way of losing money. Yeah, well, especially now. It's not like <laughs> the, the days of old. Think about the days of old where a money market account paid 4 or 5%. Mm -hmm. you had so you had CDs paying 5 8 9 10%. Yeah, so you could move yeah, safe difference. and do something now. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, the thing is, is now uh, cash, uh, you, you lose value because of inflation. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I have, we, Dad and I actually have a chart here in front of us. Um, and, and so what this chart goes over is the stock market going back to 1925. I wish everybody could look at this, turn it on and look, it, because it shows a graph going clear back to January 1st, 1916, all the way to June 30th, 1920, or 2020. Mm -hmm. And it, blue is for Democrats, red for Republicans. And you know what? It shows every... Every who year, was in control. Every everybody and the market just kept going up and up and up. Not like regardless of the party. Didn't matter. Now you had times when it was you know it took longer, right? So there were there were periods of time when it was more straight up and some were more sideways. But the point is, is going back to this chart from 1925, uh, you know, and, and and going up to now. Is is what we can see from this is stocks have continued higher regardless of presidential party. Yep. So now just don't pay. I don't know about you. Emotions run the show. But before I saw this chart, and this chart came out from Morningstar. Before I saw this, I would not have believed it. Mm -mm. Would you have? No, probably not. I wouldn't have believed because it. Because especially today, listening to twenty four seven news, you think you know, the market's it, done? Oh my gosh, the world put a fork going in it. Right, it's over. <laughs> it's over. We're done. You know, but I mean, I I, I looked at this and I just sat back. And, and it's something that's hard. We always talk about using math over emotion, right? But it's hard yeah. sometimes to actually do it. 
because emotionally I have my own conceptions about what I would think. Mm -hmm. But the math sometimes shows me that I'm wrong, and I got to be okay with that. And you got to, and you just have to accept it. Statistics are there, and if as a country, if we would just go back and look at past history. We'd probably perform a lot better. Well, we and, and and act differently, and, yeah. and usually less emotionally. Now, here's another thing. I I got a question. Uh, what, somebody who listened to our radio show sent in a question and said, um, you know, I need to know what to do because every election year the market crashes. During every election year, the market's always down. Well, I kind of found a little chart going back to 1860. This is another amazing chart. This is another chart. one, too. Yeah. This one goes back to 1860, and it compared election years versus non-election years. Not, uh, 1860. No, 1860. That's an eight. Oh, my god. 1860. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, this chart is like 160 years old. Gosh. It's older than me. <laughs> I know. It's, so it's a, it goes back to 1860. So, But it, it compares election years versus non-election years. And it shows what a portfolio, a 60% stock, 40% portfolio would have done during this whole time. And what it shows is the average rate of return during non-election years is almost identical to the average return during election years. It is So it really didn't matter. I know. I thought, I mean, my guess would have been that during election years, the market's going to be down, just like this guy said. When I did the statistics on it, I actually found out I was wrong, and he was wrong. And so knowing that information makes, you know, gives you a little bit different way to look at things. A pro tip here, then, would be that you need an investment plan that can weather any storm. No matter what happens. <laughs> yeah. I Good, mean, we're bad, going or back, ugly. what, 150, 60 years there, mm-hmm. and looking at it almost neck and neck. You need a plan that can adapt quickly. Because I think this economy could adapt faster in the future than it ever has in the past. Change, too. Yeah, Yeah, you're saying changing. Yeah, and, you know, people can go to their iPhone while they're parked at a stoplight and trade stock. You know, where it used to be you had to wait until the market closed and get with your broker to do that. Well, don't forget everybody's favorite animal these days, social media, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, somebody in China can post something on Twitter that causes a chain reaction in the markets here in the United States. And you better watch what you put on Twitter. They'll shut you down. Exactly, right? I mean, you got to be careful these days. But um, you need investments that are principle protected. All right? That is the bottom line with this is you can't have everything all at risk. Um, you know, maybe when you're first starting out and saving your first couple bucks, yeah, that's the case. But if you're a retiree or a pre-retiree, you need to have some money that's not always at risk. That would be like sitting at a blackjack table and always having every dollar that you have invested in the next hand. Mm. You would never do that, right? Yeah. You'd have a, you'd have some money that you know you have at risk, but then you have some money that's not. Same thing with your finances is Although I could show you all day long that in election years, election years and non-election years are pretty similar, and no matter if it's Republican or Democrat, the stock market tends to go up, that still doesn't eliminate certain risks. And so you should not have everything at risk. You need to have some money that is at risk and some money that's not at risk. Nick Royer here. Sorry to interrupt, but we'll be getting right back to the podcast in just a second. I wanted to tell you about something that we've put together that can really help you figure out if you are on track for a solid retirement or not. It's our On The Money 35-point retirement checklist. If you're like most of our clients, well, you want to retire with confidence knowing that you won't make any mistakes that could derail your retirement plans. 
But how do you do that? Most people aren't 100% sure that they even have all the right pieces in the right place in their financial puzzle. But this checklist can help you get on track. Here's how it works. You get the checklist, which we send directly to your mailbox for free. There's no cost at all. We print it, we put the stamp on it, and we even mail it to you. Then you spend about 10 minutes checking off as many of those 35 boxes that you can. Your goal is to check mark off all 35 boxes. If you can, then you are on track. If not, well then you'll know exactly what you're missing and what needs to be fixed so that you don't have to hit a potential retirement landmine. So take our checklist challenge, it's free, and all you have to do is text the word checklist to 31996, that's it. All you have to do is text the word checklist, C-H-E-C-K-L-I-S-T, checklist, to 31996, and the checklist will show up in your mailbox in a matter of a few short days. Good luck, and may the odds ever be in your favor. Now back to the show. Yeah, contrary to popular belief, I don't think whoever is in office really has all the control in terms of what the market's going to do, how it's going to perform. Our government, it's like Nick said, is not a dictatorship. So to get new laws passed, it's a challenge. It's almost dang near impossible, isn't it? Yeah, you betcha. And it proves, I mean, we can go back when uh, one party held all three branches. Didn't work well. You know, I mean, people. I think even they would think when everybody's in there, it's all the same. They're going to get things accomplished. It doesn't really happen because the government works very slow before things come about. So the big problem that I I see is regardless of who wins, we've got this issue of taxation. I don't care who wins. Taxes are going to go up. up. That's my. I mean, I I shouldn't say that. I mean, I, I wasn't meant to say that. I don't care who wins. What I'm saying is, it doesn't matter who wins. The issue of taxation is going to be one that's going to be on every American's life. And Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin uh, says that the White House is cautiously optimistic that the economy is rebounding, but he says more government stimulus is needed to aid in recovery. Here's something that he said a little bit ago. The president and I remain committed to providing support for American workers and business. We continue to work with Congress on a bipartisan basis to pass a phase four relief program. I believe a targeted package is still needed, and the administration is ready to reach a bipartisan agreement. So here's what he's talking about. He's more talk- stimulus. He's talking about more stimulus, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, and I think we would both agree that, that we've clearly gotten to a point where we're just spending massive amounts of money to try and prop up this economy, and that piper is going to have to be paid at some point in time. Sooner or later, and uh, and it's probably going to come sooner than later because what is this debt? I mean, we're at twenty-seven trillion. And uh, I've read somewhere where it said in ten years it's going to be over forty-seven trillion. Well, just I the mean, interest it's just on crazy, that, you know. Yeah. And and so this is going to cause some future tax problems, and that's why we believe that it's important to have a plan in place to help make sure you aren't paying unnecessary taxes and a plan to be as as tax efficient as possible. Go into retirement knowing that chances are, during your retirement years, the amount of taxes you pay will likely go up. Just use that as a philosophy and build appropriately. Yeah, not only taxes, but the possibility of higher expenses in the future, Nick. Just look at the recent announcement on Social Security. Just came out today. Social Security checks will go up by 1.3% the first of the year. Wow, that sounds pretty mm-hmm. good. That's awesome. But right? then you, as you go on and, and page through it, Medicare premiums will go up by 
<laughs> right? <laughs> the government yeah. giveth, the yeah. government taketh away. So that what that means is your check won't go up by 1.3%. It's going to go up about 0.85% because Medicare is going to get a chunk out of it. That's not keeping up with inflation, I got to tell you. And so we're you're so focused on elections and, and how that's going to affect things. But the fact is our economy over time really has been resilient. Um, we've gone through times when even Social Security didn't even increase. Remember those years? Mm-hmm. When yep. Social Security didn't go up at all. And that's not a long time ago. Yeah. And those days could be ahead of us, I guess. I don't know. Right now it's not. So Social Security goes up a little bit. But like you said, 0.85% when inflation is probably over 2, you're kind of going backwards, yep. you know. And so, um, you know, but like I said, the markets have been resilient over time. And we kind of see this V-shaped recovery after this big COVID drop, uh, it, it scared the markets in February and March, but then we had this V-shaped recovery, and that kind of gave us some hope. Yeah, but look at the recent layoffs, 28,000 at Disney. Okay, That's just not good. No, that's, that's not. What's that affect all, all of us out here? How about 30,000 laid off uh, are going to be laid off in the, uh, in the industry, airline industry? And then the, the companies, big companies, look at Nordstrom, all these companies that are not going to be paying their dividends, and that's all changing. Or companies that will just completely go out because they can't uh, keep going. Yeah, so I like the salad bars at Ruby. Yeah, I like the salad bars at Ruby Tuesdays. And, and, and the great croutons. I love yeah. their croutons. Now they're gone. You know, so I mean, there goes those croutons. Yeah, <laughs> of course, that'll probably help my waistline. But, yeah, well, you, you know, know, I'm about as I'm on the last uh, loop in my belt, the last notch in my belt buckle. But yeah, but you got this ripple down effect, right? You know, what we call the COVID effect. The COVID effect is what happens, and and that could last a while. That's that's the ripple down effect of companies going bankrupt, companies going out of business. Um, and how that's going to affect our economy for years and years and years, no matter who's in office. Yeah, let's look at Bill Clinton's re-election in 1996. The market went up as there was more certainty as to who was going to win. Then George W. Bush in 2004, there was lots of uncertainty that he would win, so the markets went down in the days leading up to the re-election. But after he got reelected, the market went up for the next two months and closed out up 10%. So so here's the thing. Here's my key takeaway from what you just said. Again, politics aside, because what you said was just statistics. Mm -hmm. Okay? Let's just peel back that. Irregardless, if you're listening out there, it doesn't matter what side of the road you're on. The key takeaway that you can learn from this is the markets don't like uncertainty. They, they, they had certainty because they kind of knew maybe by the polls or whatever that Clinton was going to win, and that gave the market certainty so it was a little bit smoother sailing than when Bush was reelected because there was uncertainty and the markets don't like uncertainty. So, um, and now, now, we look now, we got COVID, we've got uncertainty in the, in the elections, and this brings with it uncertainty across all levels. So we might just have more volatility, but like I said, Going back over 100 years of data, those, those charts that we talked about earlier in the podcasts, uh, the, the markets will do as the markets do. There's going to be hurdles, right? We mm-hmm. see those. And most of the time, they're going to get overcome. We just need to make sure that we've created plans, again, that can weather the storms, which is what we do day in and day out. Yeah, and a pro tip would be to remember that markets don't go up in a straight line. 
news can often drive the markets. And like you, we were saying earlier, news is random. Mm -hmm. It's uncertain. So therefore, markets will tend to be uncertain, especially during election time. So there's a couple things that we recommend, probably two plans that we, a two-part plan. Um, the first one, Dad, you can go into this, but the first part of the plan is a principal protected plan. So if you have two plans that you need, one would be a principal protected plan. What's that? Yeah, where some of your money is invested but n is never affected regardless of what Washington or Wall Street throws at you. It can still grow. Sometimes that growth can be linked to the market. But if the market ever decides to go left on us, you aren't affected. And that's important. Just think about it. If you made money, okay, you're going to share in some of that. But if it goes down and tanks on you, you're not losing anything. And that's so very important. But it's a two-part plan. That's not the only plan. No. What would be the second part of that plan? Part is to grow and defend strategy, okay? This is where you, you take some of your money, you have better growth potential, but the goal is to avoid the catastrophic effects of large losses and market crashes. What this means is when the market is calm and rising, you participate. When the market is wild and volatile, you protect it. You defend and you avoid losing big chunks of dollars. So it is, in essence, this, that grow and defend strategy is that takes on a little bit of risk because it might be in the market. But what you're saying is, don't just buy something and hold on to it. If, if the market's heading down 35, 45, 55%, don't just hang on. Have a way to adapt to whatever's happening in the economy. So if whoever gets elected makes some choices down the road that affects the economy, you can adapt to that change. You don't want to just hang on to it and say, well, it worked under that president, so it must work under... This one, you got to be able to adapt. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. So, but and, have, and you got to have something that can adapt quickly. Right. Okay. With your risk money. Right. But exactly. then you should also, so two-part plan, the first part is to have a principal protected plan. So you have some principal protected money that still can grow, but then also have some money that is in the market that grows and can be defensive when it makes sense to be defensive. Yeah. And if you go to our podcast page onthemoneyshow.com and go to podcast number 92, you'll find a link to download a new report we just finished called Will the Election Rattle Your Retirement? A lot of what we've talked about here today and a whole bunch more, just go to onthemoneyshow.com, look for podcast number 92 for this three report. And the thing I would leave with you is is whatever we're going through right now from COVID and all the rest of this uncertainty, and now even the noise that there's going to be a second wave that shuts things down again, and and we're hearing this because not just in, in the state of Florida where, where, where we're at here broadcasting right now, but in other states because we have clients in numerous states. So that means that for us, we have to, we, we hear and we have to keep a, a, abreast of what's happening in all these other states as well, not just in ours. And so if all these things happen, it's going to put some undue, uh, some new pressure on people. And, um, and what we would say is this is going to pass, right? It eventually will pass. It always has. The future is going to be bright as it always has been. And there's going to be problems and there's going to be new normals. Uh, but we have to get used to those new normals and, and, what you shouldn't do is waste your time trying to control things you cannot control. I think a lot of time we spend so much time trying to control what we can't control. What we can control is the plans that we have in place 
and what we're preparing for. We can't control really what everybody else in the world is doing, but we can control our own house. And I would tell everybody that now is a really good opportunity to make sure that you're in a good place and that you're on track no matter what happens. And as you say, no matter what Washington or Wall Street uh, throws Throws at at us. And so again, folks, you know, thanks for tuning into the podcast today. Like Dad said, you can go to onthemoneyshow.com for those free downloads and all other, our other podcasts as well. And again, feel free to spread the word about these podcasts to your family and friends as well. And as always, I want to thank you once more for your time this time. Until next time, so long, everyone. You've been listening to the On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer podcast. Catch new episodes every week to discover the latest retirement strategies and tips for retiring well from Jerry and Nick. To subscribe to the podcast, head to onthemoneyshow.com. That's onthemoneyshow.com. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Group 10 Financial and Brookstone Capital Management are independent of each other.